Hi everyone, my name is Eric Post and I'm an economist here at ITR Economics. And I wanted to give you a preview of your fourth quarter Mahita report. In terms of the forecasts that you'll see in this report, if you look at them, you'll notice that in a lot of ways they are directionally similar to your third quarter report. We still expect to see a down year for industrial production, non-defense capital goods new orders, material handling equipment new orders, uh, the auto industry and the food industry this year, and then year-over-year -year growth in 2021 and 2022. That's unchanged. And we're still expecting year-over-year -year growth in all three of those years for warehouse construction and e-commerce. So really the only difference is the degree uh, in, in the amplitudes and the bounce back from the um, recession here uh, as it pertains to the pandemic and the post-pandemic data that we're, you know, we've gotten since the shutdowns have ended and, and the leading indicator evidence has solidified. And the story really there is, is a good story. It's a good news story. Uh, if you look at our leading indicators, we have a dashboard of 12 leading indicators that we track, both of our own leading indicators and those of other firms uh, like the ISM or the conference board or the OECD. And all 12 of those right now are rising. Uh, and so that's really a, a very nice uniform uh, story that we are on track for a better 2021 in the industrial sector, uh, in the overall economy, and in many of uh, your markets. And so because of the nice bounce back that we've seen in general, we've upward revised uh, quite a few forecasts in this report. Uh, in you know, I could, I could go through each one, but I, I, I think what I'd really encourage you to do is, is break it down into three groups. Group one, you've got warehouses and e-commerce. And those forecasts, uh, right, you, you don't have any significant periods of negativity, year-over-year -year growth for all three years and up in the upcoming three years, an overall growth story there. So, um, you know, that that's really bucket one. And that's where your opportunities are going to uh, most safely lie, if you will, because those markets have more growth on tap as we see people turn increasingly toward uh, you know, contact-free, uh, distant-based uh, retail consumption, and you need the warehouse space to facilitate all the distribution of those goods as well. Bucket two is what I would call uh, kind of the, it, you'll, you'll recover, but it's going to take a little bit uh, and so things like that include non-defense capital goods, new orders, which by the end of 2022, we expect to get back about where we were um, at, at the top of the last cycle on a data trend perspective. Um, material handling equipment, uh, we, we think we'll get there a little bit sooner than the end of 2022. By the end of 2022, uh, you should be above the pre-pandemic level there. Uh, food production, same story, right? Those three markets, uh, we think that the downturn will be relatively short-lived. And part of the reason for that is firms need more capital equipment. Interest rates are really low. Um, they need abilities to automate production processes. Even though unemployment is really, uh, you know, certainly higher than it was, we're hearing a lot 
from our clients that are in manufacturing, that are in construction, uh, that they just can't get enough workers. That's really different from the Great Recession. And so one way out of that scenario is to automate, uh, whether it be through um, capital goods through material handling equipment, right? The food industry certainly is turning toward uh, automation to preserve social distancing and increase its output. Um, and so just as an ability to cope with that, uh, we think that we'll get back to basically full recovery or even a little bit better uh, by the end of 2022 in those markets. And then the last couple markets that are not we think going to get back to that full recovery by the end of 2022 include U.S. industrial production uh, and North America light vehicle production. We think the full recovery for U.S. industrial production will take into 2023. Uh, and really part of that is automotive and aerospace are two really key industries, as well as oil and gas, really. I would name that as a third. And those three industries have been particularly hard hit in this pandemic. Uh, and really, we see overhang coming from those three industries, and that's going to, in the coming years, and that's going to make it harder for industrial production overall to bounce back quite as quickly as some of those other sectors I mentioned earlier. Automotive, uh, this, this is not a sector that we're bullish on long-term. Yes, interest rates are low. Yes, the consumer's in pretty good position overall in terms of debt levels and savings. Uh, that being said, uh, a lot of people are underwater on their car loans. Right? You've got 72, 84-month car loans that are still in process. You've got subprime loans that were issued a few, few years ago. People have those loans on the books now. It's going to be very hard for those people to get out and buy uh, a new car. And so we think that that market, though it, it will recover a bit, right? it will begin to recover from the pandemic and already is, it's going to take a while um, and it's not going to be particularly speedy. We're not going to get back to the great times of 2017 for that market uh, by, by the end of 22. So if I were to be sort of uh, least excited about the economy, uh, it would be about sectors like oil and gas, like automotive, uh, in, in like aerospace, where there are real um, impediments to the recovery in the form of, of various uh, economic reasons why people are going to have a harder time supporting those industries uh, going forward. So I hope that gives you a flavor for what you'll see in your report. Uh, I, th I think in terms of the the elephant um, in the room, the, the one major downside risk at this time is definitely uh, the possibility of secondary shutdowns. We've seen shutdowns just the other day in uh, France and in Germany, shutdowns light, we'll call it, um, Ireland and the UK as well. And we've seen some states reversing their reopening. Thus far, it appears uh, mostly to be aimed at the you know restaurant, hospitality, entertainment kind of sectors, right? Nothing uh, as, as extreme as the March, April shutdowns that you know, where you saw automotive plants close, where you saw, you know, wholesale industries close. If that happens again, that certainly is going to uh, lead our forecasts lower. Uh, the sort of the flip side of that coin is the election's coming up very shortly. In fact, by the time you're listening to this, you might even know. Um, and once that uncertainty is revo resolved, uh, we might see, <coughs> excuse me, a stimulus bill come through 
uh, and if that happens, right, that's just going to add more fuel to the uh, disposable personal income trend that's already way above the pre-pandemic level. Uh, and so that could really fuel the recovery uh, faster than we are expecting. So that's your main downside risk and main upside risk at this time. Now, right now, 12 out of 12 leading indicators green on the dashboard. It's time to plan for business cycle rise. Uh, really, the pandemic is just going to be the only wild card in terms of how fast do we get there. Uh, but once, once we are able to get back out and about, uh, there's nothing structurally wrong with the U.S. consumer or the U.S. economy, and it will be some uh, good opportunities there for Mahita members. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed um, this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the contents of your report. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to email us. Uh, our email address is on the table of contents 